This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. <clears throat> All right, guys, we are back with another episode of the Chase and Tales Outdoor Podcast. If this is your first time listening to the show, thank you for tuning in. We've had a lot of growth over the past couple months, and I don't know how many people, but it seems like we've seen a recent uptick in, in downloads that I can only hope that means that you guys are out there telling everybody about the show, and I big thanks to you guys for doing that. Today's format is going to be a little bit different. Chase is working a little bit of overtime right now, and he is a little out of pocket, and the original episode that we had scheduled for this week had to be canceled but fortunately i got linked up with a fella that i have been following along for quite some time now and when i reached out and said hey man what do you think about doing an episode this uh this after this afternoon he cleared his whole schedule he he was going to to no, i'm just kidding but <laughs> he did agree to come on the show man after, i didn't have no schedule <laughs> <laughs> after uh, a morning of of fun I am joined by a legend, a legend out of Georgia for sure, Tanner Edenfield. Buddy, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. <laughs> Real good. You, you, you got into some hogs this morning, which is going to be the, the, the topic of the discussion. And uh, th- th- There's no lack of, 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 of dead things happening around you right now. <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty good morning. Uh, actually, we actually got my little brother his first ever hog. We, I took him out yesterday, and this I'd been seeing this big old boar hog. He'd stay there all night on camera, and then, like, right at daylight, he'd come back, back by, and it was like he just wanted to look and check and make sure he didn't miss a kernel under that feeder in the light, you know? Like, <laughs> So I take him yesterday morning with his bow, and we sit down out there by it and, you know, set up 30, 40 yards from it, thinking he's going to come by, and he w- – he, he never showed, so uh, we go up there and look at the feeder and come to find out, just my luck, we had a piece of the actual corn bag, a little piece of trash from it was stuck in the, the feeder spout, so it never spit out no corn that night, and uh, <laughs> he didn't show. So we, we go over to go check another little spot, and he actually slams on brakes, and 50 yards ahead of us is this group of hogs, and... For some reason, they don't see a black, a bright blue Chevrolet sitting there. So <laughs> we get out, and I told him just, you know, stand up and ease along the wood line and cover some ground and get up there on him and shoot one. And he just insists on belly crawling. So he dives down to the ground, starts belly crawling up on these hogs. And uh, the one, as far as I know, the ones we were actually targeting never saw him, but there was like three other hogs came running off from that we didn't see they came like running toward those hogs and i don't know if they saw us or they just spooked but anyway that kind of blew that whole deal so we ended up going back this morning and the i mean that that joker basically read the script this morning i mean we're we set up on the same little spot where we could watch and travis saw him easing easing across this field 
and uh, we just eased up there, and I could hear him popping his teeth, but he wasn't coming to the feeder, so we, there's this little clump of trees, so we ease up on that clump of trees and just peek around, and he's standing there at like, I don't know, probably 30 yards, and Travis put one right behind the old ear, and he dropped. So that was his first ever hog, and actually bigger than anything I've ever killed. Dead gum. Yeah. Is that it little brother? One. Is that little brother showing you up? It, well, you know, <laughs> you got to let them win one every. Once <laughs> okay, in a while. I got you. I got yeah. you. <laughs> well, well, Tanner, we I found you a long ways back. Well, I don't know how long. It feels like a long day, but I, I can't even really, really really remember what I had for breakfast. So I don't know how long back it was, but I found a video of you that went viral, and you've got a YouTube channel, Tanner. Uh, Tanner Edenfield, bow hunting. You got a Facebook page, which is hysterical. Some of the memes you put up there, dude, have me in stitches. It, like, <laughs> you just you have a good time in the outdoors. But outside of uh, outside of your YouTube channel, your Facebook, kind of tell people about yourself. Who who are you? What what keeps you up at night uh, when you think about the outdoors? Kind of fill people in. Well, what keeps me up at night is uh, big deer, or the lack thereof. <laughs> whatever it, whatever it might be at the time i'm either trying to figure out how to locate one or how to kill him once i do um but i mean other than that i'm just a normal normal old guy just a you know just a regular old georgia boy i guess you'd say oh that, that, uh, that's that's underselling yourself my friend you you live and breathe the outdoors it doesn't seem like you ever stop hunting something no, I mean, I try to go as much as I can. I mean, the, I was blessed to figure out at an early age that uh, if you can, you know, if you really want to, you can craft your life. And, you know, in my case, it was becoming self-employed and building a business. But you can craft your life to do what you want to do. And that's basically what I did. I mean, I and I don't, you know, I don't. There's nothing I can really credit for that just kind of clicking for me. But, you know, somehow I figured out I needed to just focus on building, you know, building that business and being able to hunt all the time. Um, so it took a couple, you know, a couple of years of 60, 70, 80 hour weeks. And now I hunt all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so. You got to, you got to, oh, there's a lot of people hearing that right now that are, are, are green with envy. Yeah, and it's, like I said, I mean, there's nothing special about me. I haven't done anything nobody else can do. I, you know, wasn't, it's not a situation where I am had a silver spoon in my mouth by any means. So, I mean, you know, like I said, I don't, I'm sure they are green with envy, but and I, like I said, I'm not, there's nothing special about me. There's nothing that I've done that anybody else can't do. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, we talked about this yesterday when we were talking on the phone, or maybe it was Friday. I think it might have been Friday. But uh, you were talking about how it's just hard work, man. You know, you 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 found a passion in your life, and you and you and you framed your life around it. You built a lifestyle to allow you to get out there and do it. And I mean, there, it, it's easily obtainable in this country. Well, yeah, maybe I mean, maybe not easily, but more more so than other places. No, yeah, I mean, people, you know, people like to say. It must be nice to hunt all the time, but it's just, I mean, it's just hard work and what sacrifices you're willing to make. I mean, there's areas in life that suffer because you, you know, you chose hunting over that. Sure. I mean, I remember being in middle school, kids getting pissed because they'd be like, you know, invite you to a birthday party or something and it's October. <laughs> well, I ain't going. <laughs> and then they'd be like, well, how come you come, come to my party? And, you know, I... I might be a little too honest, but I would just tell them, you know, well, it's deer season. I, you know, <laughs> not going to be able to make it. <laughs> but, so, I mean, it's like I said, I mean, you anything, like, well, you put it best, in this country, anything, you know, you can make anything you want to make happen, happen, if you'll yep. work hard enough. Yep. So. Yeah. You know, you <laughs> My buddy had it, got married in February, this past February, and they planned a wedding shower uh, during the SEC championship game. Now, anybody that knows me, I am a rabid Bulldogs fan. I mean, like, foaming at the mouth. I've got a countdown clock at work on my desktop. It's my screensaver. Like, I'm just 
I, I know we're just shy of 65 or 64 days right now till kickoff. And the only thing that I miss football season for is hunting. And people, when they plan things in the fall and the, in the wintertime and they're upset because I don't make them, I'm like, you know, you grew up in the South. You should know better. Like, like you, you should know that the, the one period of my life in the fall and the wintertime that I get to really geek out and really enjoy myself, you should know better than plan stuff during that time. Right. I had a cousin that his wedding, it, it must have been like mid-September or something, right about the kickoff of both season. And half my family wasn't there, including me. I mean, I don't know who all went because I wasn't there, but <laughs> I know me, my dad, all my brothers, and a couple others were down at a management area in South Georgia hunting. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on now. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about this for a second, though. What? What? How'd you get into the outdoors? You know, I think we probably shared similar lifestyles getting into it. I grew up in southeast Georgia. You grew up in middle Georgia. Um, what what was that like? How did you get involved in the outdoors? Well, I mean, we we grew up on fifteen acres, and my parents were the type like summertime. You woke up in the morning, they would lock us outside till <laughs> till dinner time. You know what I mean? Like you ain't no sitting around playing video games, doing nothing. So as far as I mean, we were outside all the time, and then of course my dad was a big deer hunter, and I mean, it was like, I mean, it, really, that's all I've ever wanted to do. I mean, just, I would ask my dad every year, like, am I old enough to go hunting yet, you know? Like, <laughs> and he'd, he'd take me and sit with him, and, you know, four or five years old, I'd be so loud and all, we wouldn't ever see nothing. And, you know, finally, uh, I got to, when I got to be 12 years old, they, my parents finally decided I was old enough to use a climber by myself, which was like, that was a game changer, you know? Right. So, so I go out behind the house and there's, a, in my backyard, there's, we had a, like a little dirt bike track and, and I didn't know any of this at the time, but it, it was actually the perfect spot. I mean, I just kind of randomly picked a tree, but we had our little dirt bike track and the neighbors had a big yard and it makes this pinch point right in the middle of our property. So I go back there in my little climber and, this doe comes out. I mean, it was sometime in like the first week of bow season. And man, I'm just shaking. I mean, like you wouldn't believe. And actually, I missed this deer so bad. I actually shot behind the deer's ass. And, but it was like <laughs> having that feeling of having that deer that close and trying to get stood up and, you know, taking two or three tries to even draw my bow. And it was like, Kind of ironically, that myth is like kind of showed me that feeling that I've been chasing since then of just, I mean, you know, it's unbelievable. And ever since then, I've been like gung ho. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think from the moment I killed my first deer and recovered it, I was ate up with, with deer hunting. I always have been. I've, I've, it's been when we moved to Tallahassee here and I had to focus on one thing, I cut out fishing. I cut out mo the majority of, of all my outdoor pursuits. The one thing I held on to was bow hunting. That's just at my core, dude. I think about that all the time. There's not a day that doesn't go by I don't think about it. Now, this year I've been a little bit busy with some other things. I haven't shot my bow quite as much as I, I normally would have, but that's about to change here uh, coming this upcoming week. I'm going to start slinging arrows every day before and after work, so. It's that time, dude. It's that time. But yeah, it's getting it's getting here. It is. It it's is real quick. close. <laughs> but we're not talking deer hunting today. We're talking hog hunting because I don't know of too many people that in this time of year pursue hogs as as seriously as you do. And, and maybe seriously isn't the right word. You. you oh yeah, I don't know. About <laughs> it's not serious, but you you just consistently you're always out there. It seems like you're an apex predator in my mind because you're always hunting oh, something, you know? So why, why don't you tell everybody what your favorite way to is? Because I've got a couple questions, but what's your favorite way to, to hunt hogs in the summertime? Well, I guess my favorite would be blowgun hunting, although I hadn't, I hadn't actually achieved it yet. Well, I've hunted, <laughs> a lot, I've hunted them. Just ain't kill one. <laughs> and I, I, I wish I could see people's faces when they hear that blowgun hunting. Now I know folks think it's just crazy. <laughs> I won't lie to you. I still think it's a little crazy. Now I've seen, I've seen the, the 
I've seen what you're able to do with a spear. You know that you've got the YouTube videos on on uh, where you you you've baited up hogs and you throw a spear down there. Uh, how many how many hogs do you think you've killed with a spear? Oh, just one. Oh, just the one. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest with you, man. When I started spear hunting, it I didn't know anything about hogs, and I mean, like to start out with, I'm 30 foot in the tree. I mean, I'm thinking I'm deer hunting. Like these jokers are gonna see me. I need to be way <laughs> up here. You know, and so the first time, the first day I spear hunted for them, these hogs come in, I miss them, and they run, you know, run 15, 20 yards and come back. I'm just like, hold on a minute. These things might not be quite as crafty as I'm giving them credit for. And so, and it, don't get me wrong, I missed a bunch of them, but as I just started figuring out, I'm giving them too much credit, too much credit, too much credit, and I finally realized I need to be about eight foot off the ground. And once I did that, I speared one. And, you know, like I said, I ain't killed many of them, but I, it just the blood gun interested me because what I feel like, which I don't want to sound cocky or anything, but I mean, I feel like once I figured that out, it was like I could, I could go spear some more of them, but I was ready to move on to something harder. <laughs> that makes sense. So, so that was I kind mean, of a, a, a knock. Um, like a, kind of, a bucket yeah, list thing. Belt, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't, I don't say that to be cocky, but I mean, I just, you know, once the main thing was just figuring out I didn't have to climb so high, and you know, then I realized, I mean, you know, if you got corn out and leave them alone for a little while, them hogs are gonna come in. I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They don't see that good. <laughs> No, they don't. They're blind as can be. I mean, you had, didn't you say you walked up on one to, what was eight feet or something like that? Eight yards? Uh, today? Yeah, you talking about today? Yeah, this morning. Yeah, yeah. Well, he kind of walked up on us, but, <laughs> um, yeah, so after we, after Travis shot his hog, we, we go over to this other spot, kind of where, um, where he tried to belly crawl on them hogs yesterday, and so we, we, we're walking down the hill, and we bust like 10 turkeys off the roost. I mean, I don't know how many, but a bunch of turkeys off the roost. So they fly off, and then we're like hearing something else. And I, we're trying to figure out if it's them turkeys or not, you know. And it didn't really sound like a, a spooked turkey walking through the woods. So I'm like, let's ease over here. And there's like this high bank with this ravine. And uh, so we ease over there, you know, think and sit down, which ended up being a mistake thinking we're just kind of listening to see what's going on over there well like 30 seconds goes by and this big old boar hog probably about you know probably close to as big as the one travis killed he pops out at like 20 25 yards and here i am sitting indian style my bow on my lap <laughs> and he's down in this bottom and that joker is walking straight toward us so we're like crap what are we gonna do you know so I go ahead and get my bow up, and he's, I'm thinking he's going to walk along this ravine, which would have been, which would have been perfect. I mean, just, I would just let him walk till he got quartered away and shot him. Well, he decides he wants to come walking straight up the bank. So when I see he's walking straight toward us, I go ahead and draw, and he's, he gets to like eight yards, and I'm literally settling the pin on his forehead, about to let it rip, and, uh, he looks up and sees us and takes off. But like I said, I mean, to be, you know, talking about their eyesight, a deer would have picked you out a long time before that. If you over there shuffling around, trying to get, you know, lean around a bush and get your bow up and everything else. But anyway, when he finally did see us, he wasn't, he was gone. <laughs> but then Travis is pissed because he's like, he carried the dang AR with him just as backup, like if I missed one or something. And he's like, "Let me shoot him! Let me let me shoot him!" I'm like, "No!" He's he's yelling at me, "Hold the camera!" And I'm like, "Set that thing down and shoot him!" I don't know what his deal was, but he wanted me to hold the camera and him to shoot. And anyway, in the the big shuffle of things, the hog ended up getting away, so he wasn't happy about that. But. <laughs> I'm like, dang, dude, you done got one, you know. But anyway, which well, I would, you know, I've been happy to see him shoot that one too. But uh, anyway, he got away. But 
So what what is it about hog hunting or just hunting in general that <clears throat> actually let me take this a different direction. A lot of people will not get out in the 90 degree temperatures and go after hogs, okay? A lot of the big ones you can't eat them. You and I talked about that before uh before we started recording. So you're really not going out there with any purpose besides, you know, environmental control and honing your your outdoor skills. So why why do you think more people or better yet, why do you still get out there and deal with the heat and the bugs and the ticks? Well, to me, like I was telling you about the the day I missed that boat, that doe behind the house as a kid, it's it's just trying to I mean, you could almost compare it to like a drug addict of trying to chase that first well, I don't I don't want to say high, but I guess for lack of a a better word, trying to chase that first high like sure. Just uh I'm, I don't know. I'm just, you know, just trying to kind of chase that feeling. Like, the first day I'm out there with a spear and hogs come in, I mean, I'm standing there, a grown man just shaking like a little <laughs> little kid out in the woods behind my house. I mean, and it's just kind of, you know, I mean, it's just another way to, to uh, enjoy the outdoors, I guess, or chase that feeling. No, I hear you. I think, I think... To be honest with you, a lot of Southerners turn their nose up at hog hunting largely because of the heat, the snakes, the bugs, yada, yada, yada. I get it. I don't know of a better animal due to abundance, due to being relatively incapable of knowing you're coming. I mean, as long as you don't, as long as you don't alert them with their nose, they, they more right. or less don't know you're there. I mean, and I, it's kind of, I mean, they're kind of funny. I mean, if you, if you hadn't messed with them yet, they're the stupidest animal in the woods, but go miss one one time, and the next time you come back, it's it's like you're hunting a totally different animal. Yeah, I mean they can get they can get smart on you quick, and it's kind of funny. It seems like the smaller ones are smarter than the big ones, and I I think it's because, and like I said, I'm not a, any kind of expert hog hunter, but this is just my limited experience. I think it's because the smaller ones don't don't really have a predator, whereas uh, I mean the bigger ones don't really have right, a predator. Right. Whereas the small ones, the black bear come along and get them, or you know, oh yeah, coyote or anything. But uh, they get a false yeah, sense I mean, they, of security by being big. Yeah, I mean they are kind of they can be kind of I guess you'd say lackadaisical, but you start messing with them, they can get real smart too. Yeah. I, I've, I've, but, we had uh, a, a previous fellow that came on the show, and he trophy hunts for large uh, boars, like really trophy-sized boars down in Texas. And he was hunting over feeders, and he found that the, the, the hogs would circle downwind of the feeder to, you know, you know, scent check the feeder. So what he started doing was he would he would stage, you know, 100 yards behind where the hogs would – he felt like the hogs would circle downwind – of the feeder so that he's still maintaining being downwind of the feeder. And then he would glass up which hog he wanted and then make a stalk on him. And I, I think, you know, smart, I, th- I think of all the animals that we pursue and having intelligence, I think hogs are probably one of the only ones that are genuinely smart. I think. I right. Think, I like think, the ability to raisin or something. Right. Right. Like yeah. a big buck's real cautious. Right. He's not thinking like. No. He's not really reasoning. He's just like a real spooky goat. Right. Like, <laughs> exactly. But, and he smells and, you in a, in a spot, and he and he just he just to hell with that spot. I'm not going back. You know, like yeah, and I. Right, and I kind of think that's what that boar Travis shot this morning was doing because he was. I mean, like I said, he shows up at that feeder just about every morning, and he was a hundred yards past the feeder, walking from left to right, and then he. You know, like where we kind of intercepted him was like he's like forty yards from the feeder, but he's done made a huge circle around it. Right. And which I didn't know where he was coming from, so I had told Travis, "Let's sit 150 yards back," and that way, either you know, the wind was kind of blowing. If you're looking at the feeder, the wind's kind of blowing right to left, and there's a bottom on each side, and I didn't know where the hog was actually coming from. So we just sat back, thinking that whichever way our wind blew, we'd be far enough away, and. Just like that guy said, once we saw him, we made a stalk and just kept, you know, made sure the wind wasn't blowing towards him. But, uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of think he was kind of circling that feeder. 
but he probably was, man. Like I said, it's hard to really say, but he was definitely looked like he was kind of veering back that way, though. Well, I, I think you know when I hunted in the uh, the swamp bottoms on the Savannah River up in South Carolina, we were hunting over feeders, and one of the dudes told me he's like, listen. You know, keep an eye out behind you. This buck, I don't know why they wouldn't just move the stand, but he said there's a big buck in this area, and he's going to try and circle around behind you. If you're paying attention behind you, you'll be able to, you know, you'll know he's coming. You'll be able to, you know, pop a shot off on him before he, he gets downwind. Um, I was like 16, 17 maybe, and wasn't, you know, now I would have been like, okay, well, I'm going to get down and go hunt, you know, a <laughs> hundred yards back further, you know, cause then he's going to be between the two of us. But, uh, I think deer do that too. I think deer get pretty, pretty familiar, but I think for them, like you said, it's not reasoning. It's, 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 it's just practical feedback. It's a feedback loop. It's like, okay, I, I know humans are danger. I smelled human here. I, I changed my course. Like I, I just, right. I just change what I do. Whereas I feel like hogs genuinely learn. They genuinely yeah. learn. They're intelligent animals. They say, and they say they're smarter than a dog. I, I believe it. I believe it. The the that's what they got going for them. But what they what they got working against them is they just. I mean, if they smell a human and corn, and they're not that pressured, right. they're going to that corn. <laughs> <laughs> now, once you start screwing with them and shooting at them, they they kind of get a little bit more cautious, but. They, um, yeah, I mean, I think they, I think they're definitely smarter than pretty much anything else you're hunting. You know, maybe a coyote might be close. Yeah. As far sure. as intelligence. What's the biggest but, hog uh, you shot? Um, probably, I've only killed three hogs in my life. I mean, probably the biggest one was, you know, maybe a hundred pounds, but I'd rather, I mean, I missed one with a spear that was probably two two fifty. That was a sow, um, which I mean, that's pretty dang big for a sow. Now but, that one, that was in one of your videos, wasn't it? That miss. It was, yeah. yeah. And uh, you people probably think, how do you miss a two hundred and fifty pound hog? But <laughs> <laughs> it's it happens. I mean, the the main thing about the spear is. I mean, you're sitting there watching them, and they're working their way in, and they, I mean, you really want them at, like, four yards, like, straight under you, and, you know, at any time, they can run off, and you're watching them, and now they're at 12, and five minutes goes by, and now they're at 10 yards, and they get about seven, and you've just been sitting here all, with your heart beating through your chest for 20 minutes, <laughs> and you're like, man, I'm about to just send it. <laughs> so, that's how you miss a 250-pound hog, <laughs> but I've... I've guided, uh, I've taken buddies and killed, you know, I've, well, Travis killed that one this morning and I took a buddy last year that killed one probably a little bit bigger than that. But I mean, you know, as far as going out and shooting one with a rifle or something, I'd, I would much rather take somebody that hadn't had a chance to do it and let them shoot it than, you know, me do it. Then you go out there with a, with a, with a, a rifle and do it. You're, you, yeah, I mean, like a, like. Like the one I got my other buddy on, I had already thrown a spear at them. They done got smart. They weren't going to move in the daylight. And it's like, well, somebody might as well shoot them, you know. So <laughs> it was either me go shine a light on them and shoot them or let, let my buddy who hadn't really been hog hunting. So ended up taking him. So we've killed a couple in the, you know, in the neighborhood of 200. I don't really know how to judge them. They're kind of. You know, if I see Scale. a 200-pound deer, I can tell you that's a 200-pound deer. But right. the, the hogs are kind of stockier, and they're kind of hard to judge, I guess. But um, they're, they're almost like the, they're almost the opposite. Or, no, they're pretty similar to, like, a bear. I think with people with bear, people think they weigh more than they are. Like, I see a lot of people like, oh, I saw a 250-pound sow. I'm like, dude, 250-pound sow, that's pretty rare. Like, that, I'm not saying it's yeah. uncommon, but, you know, or that it's not likely. But everybody thinks they've seen or shot at a 200-pound hog you know it's like yeah probably and what i'm calling a 200 pounder is like what people on the internet call a 300 pounder right like (laughs) i mean like i said i wouldn't like bet money on my weight estimation abilities but you know just going off of like buddies that i know are good hog hunters and i've killed enough of them to know you know sure and what they've killed is kind of my gauging it but I'm with you though. I mean, most people, 
Most people, a lot of people would have called that one today 300 pounds, I think. Yeah, oh, definitely, 100%. Yeah, I mean, the one that I shot, um, the one that uh, I shot in 2008, I thought I was like, oh, man, that's 350 pounds, that's 350 pounds. The guy's just laughing. He's like, dude, we've only, it was an outfitter. He's like, we've only killed two two hogs over 350 pounds. Like, <laughs> calm down. And he put it on the scale. It was like 210. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? They'll fool you. Oh, they do. They do. They, they're just, they're just they're just thick, dude. They just they're, they're they got the huge sheath and those big shoulders. They're yeah, they're fun though. Yeah, yeah. I, they uh. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just gonna say I, I wish Florida would just allow us to to hunt them on public land more often than they do. You only get a couple weekends every year to hunt them on public land. Um, yeah, I, which I is kind of the bogus. same thing about Georgia. Oh, does Georgia right, does mean, Georgia limit like, that now? Yeah. Oh, it's, uh, small. You get. You get small game season, and then, you know, of course, during deer season, you can shoot them. And then they open like a week or something in the summer, I think. But, I mean, they're this huge, you know, they make out, they make out like there's this huge, you know, (laughs) right, national, almost a national emergency level of uh, destruction from these hogs, but but then you can't go hunt them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. and, and let's be real, it, we could go out there and, and it, it wipe them from the, well, okay, maybe not. But realistically, if you give all the Florida crackers and Georgia rednecks that want to go out there and shoot something in the summertime, the ability to go out there and shoot hogs, there'd be a, a lot fewer hogs on the landscape, at least visually. They would learn and, and get the heck out of there. <laughs> right. <laughs> They'd be in the farmer's fields. You could, yeah. I mean, you could, <laughs> you could put a dent in them. I mean, I don't know that, I don't think you, I kind of doubt you'd ever get rid of them probably but yeah. i mean not you know hunters are not ever going to get rid of them i mean that you can them uh them set them traps with the cell cameras you know you can you can get rid of them on your property if you're going to spend enough money on traps and stuff but sure i don't know if we'd ever get rid of them just by hunting but you can put a you can dang sure put a dent in them well, my buddy, he, he brings in people, uh, uh, hog dog guys, during the summertime to drive the hogs out of there. And for years, he's like, oh, it, yeah. it gets, we get rid of the hogs when we do that. I'm like, man, are they really getting that many hogs? Like, oh, yeah, they kill, they kill a bunch of hogs. I was like, but they kill that many. Like, you just don't see them. And he came back to me one day. He goes, you know, I was thinking about it, what you said last year about the hogs. I said, yeah. And he said, it probably doesn't kill them off so much as it pushes them from that area. There's surrounding areas that aren't pressured aren't you know and and the and the hogs move off until the pressure you know breaks back down right you know and i think that's that's essentially what we would what we would accomplish on the wmas yeah that sounds about right well so let, let's talk real quick about blowgun hunting hogs that <laughs> that is that seems like an oxymoron what wh- why why blowgun hogs you only killed only killed what three you said. Why? Why are you now moving on to that? Why wouldn't you just stick with a bow until you, you know, you've got an Instagram full of dead hogs? Well, I, like I said, but I mean, it's not. To me, it's not. I'm not trying to just. Well, as you put it, you know, fill up an Instagram worth of <laughs> kill shots. I mean, it's the thing is, and once again, at risk of sounding cocky, which I, I mean, if you you could, if you've got hogs. You can go kill one with a bow just about every day. I mean, it's you know, if that's just what you made up your mind you wanted to do, and you've got a healthy population of them, it's just not. I don't know. I mean, you just go shoot one. <laughs> so it's it kind of goes back to just like I was saying before, just kind of chasing that uh, that. Well, once again, lack of a better word, chasing that high, kind of sure of. Uh, I mean, which don't get me wrong, it, it, it's exciting to go shoot one with a bow or or gun, but just I don't know. You want that next? I want that next that next level of just your whole body shaking with a hog five yards from you, and you're trying not to move, and <laughs> and it's I don't know. I mean, like a. A miss with a blowgun is going to get me more shook up than a than killing a big one with a rifle. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, 
when so, I think when I think about blowgun though, I think about these tiny little darts. Like what what are you what are you working with here? Like are you is this a air compressor or is this a legit like lung powered air gun like uh blowgun? No, it's a lung it's a it's basically a pipe with a mouthpiece. Really? <laughs> basically what it is. Yeah. I mean you just just blow on it. <laughs> how long how long's the dart? I mean So the darts that come with them are like four inches. Okay. Um, and they'll, they will kill a hog. Uh, the ones I use, my brother, my older brother is pretty handy and we actually build these. Um, so they're, the shaft is the same size as darts that come with them. So we can use that cone, but they're about 10 inches long. And then we solder an exacto knife blade on the end of them. Oh, wow. That, so that's what we're working with. <laughs> that that seems like a uh, like a okay. So I'm thinking about the hog. You've got the sheath. Are you, I mean, you, essentially, you're uh, you're only going to work with quartering away shots at this point. I mean, right? I mean, right. And what what's your range? Right. Look I like? mean, just like with a bow, you want to right. You know, a hogs. You, you know, you shooting a deer. You think about the vitals being behind the shoulder, which would actually. You know, say the deer's broadside, that would actually be, like, to the right of the shoulder. Well, the hog's vitals are actually behind the shoulder, like, between the two shoulders. So, you know a blowgun dart ain't going to go through a hog shoulder. No. So, you get, you, they've got to be quartered away and to, you know, punch in behind that shoulder and then get up in there between those two shoulders. What What do you think your, your effective range is going to be, like, 15 yards? Um, I'd say... I mean, you can you can be accurate at 15 yards. Um, to shoot a hog, I want them inside like probably inside like seven. Oh my god! <laughs> Just this I, this has got so many different ways to go bad. I mean, like oh yeah, and it it goes bad. Yeah, <laughs> I've had hogs. I've had hogs inside five yards probably. I would say at least eight or ten times this year. Oh my god. Trying to get one with the blowgun? Yeah. Oh, man. And so once, even once you do that, there's a lot that goes wrong <laughs> or can go wrong. How do you how do you prepare for that? Like, do you take a sidearm with you when you go? No, I don't. Oh, you are legit. Okay, hold on. Let me wrap my head around this. You are going after trophy-sized <laughs> hogs with a blowgun. Well, a... no, I wouldn't. No, okay. All right, well, you're going any, after any personal hog, pan piglets? Well, not necessarily piglets either. Um, I mean, you're talking, you know, maybe seven, which, like I said, I hadn't even killed one, but I would say I ain't shooting anything over, like, 70 or 80 pounds with a blowgun. Okay. And I don't – Tim Wells told me he killed a 193-pound boar with it. Oh, um, my God. But if I've got a 193-pound boar in front of me five yards away and I'm sitting there with a blowgun, I'm probably just going to let him keep walking. Yeah. Now, I say that I have been known to kind of, you know, in that situation, I might do something stupid, but in theory, I, I'm just going to let him keep walking. <laughs> I dude, I'm going to be honest with you. A hundred percent. He keeps walking. There's no way in hell I'm shooting at a hog that big with a blowgun with a pistol, my sidearm. Maybe actually, you know what? I guarantee it. If you give me a pistol, I will guarantee you, I will, I'll shoot at it with the, with the blowgun, but I will be grabbing that pistol so fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so well, the, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go. Well, so you you mentioned Tim Wells. I know he does a lot of this with the blowgun. Are are you like? Is he? Uh, is has he co- kind of coached you up on what to do or giving you advice? Um, kind of to a point. I mean, like I'll just I have sent some questions to his facebook page and then i'll you know i'll send three or four and he'll feel sorry for me and send me an answer (laughs) (laughs) which i mean you know i'm sure it's probably i'm sure he's got better things to do and uh but it's just kind of like who else do you ask you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) i can't imagine there's too many authorities on blowgun hunting hogs in this country no there's not (laughs) as far as i know he's pretty much the only one (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think I, I yeah, I can't think of anybody else that's done it. Um there's that other dude that hunts hunts things with like the at and whatnot, but 
That yeah. I think that has to be your next step, Tanner. Is if you get one um, with 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 the with the blowgun, you have to use an atlatl next. Yeah, I've actually uh, about six months ago, I actually purchased an atlatl and started <laughs> practicing with it. <laughs> <laughs> I Which, was, in theory, in theory, if you if you were good at that, mm-hmm. it would be easier than a spear or a blowgun. Because um, of the range. Yeah. The problem yeah. is, I'm not good at it. Uh, <laughs> But, I mean, you know, you could – I mean, I guess you could technically kill a hog with that as, or a deer or whatever as far as you could – you know, as far as you were accurate with it. I mean, I guess if you were accurate at 40 or 50 yards, there wouldn't be any reason it wouldn't kill a deer that far. No, uh-uh, for sure. Yeah. Because it's not moving that fast, but it's probably – it's um, it's a lot heavier than an arrow. I was about to say, there's some inertia behind that uh, – Yeah. That – I, well, I don't know what it's called. Is it is it is the atlatl the whole thing as a whole, or is it just called the, is the atlatl just the spear? Um, I think the atlatl is the handle, and the spear is just called a dart. Gotcha. I think. Now, like I said, I, don't quote me on that or nothing to the president <laughs> of the atlatl association <laughs> in the world, but. I expect a massive blow up at the uh, at the the outrage of us not using proper atlatl terminology. Yeah, and some people call it an atlatl, and there's kind of some debate on what the right the right uh, pronunciation is too. Oh, really? Yeah, but I don't know. I don't. I don't really know an authority on it to give me a definitive answer or anything. Uh, I would but, love uh, it if one of the listeners knew. <laughs> yeah, they might. I don't know. So do you, anybody who anybody who knew a, a, a uh, enough about an atlatl would probably be offended enough by this point they don't cut the podcast <laughs> off. They're like, these guys are butchering it, <laughs> bleeding at the ears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, so, what part's the atlatl? What's the dart? <laughs> I got I'm this stick and this I stick. attach it to this other stick and I throw it. <laughs> <laughs> Some dude, some dude listening to a podcast in his leather skins. He's a purist, you know. He, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. He's not happy right now. <laughs> oh Lord, we're gonna wake up with an atlatl in our car tire. <laughs> I know. It. Wait, is it gonna be an atlatl in the car tire? Or is it gonna be a dart, or is it gonna be an atlatl? It's gonna have a note with a proper like it's gonna phonetic. Have a note on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? what did, Dear, dear Walter and Tanner, while you're while you're changing this tire, please uh, work on the phonetics phonetics behind the atlatl. You know, right? <laughs> so, so what does your uh, your cardio routine look like when you before you you know go to these uh, blowgun uh, practice sessions? Because I feel like that's something I'd be winded at very quickly. My cardio routine? Yeah, man. I mean, I feel like that's a high Dude, cardio if thing. If you see me running, you better run. <laughs> I'm being chased. <laughs> you just blew. You just blow gun that 250 pound hog. Do what now? I said if you're running, it's because you just blow. You just blow. Yeah, blow yeah, yeah. That. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep. Is it, does it take a lot of? Uh, does it take a lot of air? Like a lot of lung power? To- um. I mean, if so, like if I if I practice for like thirty minutes, your I don't know if it would actually be your lungs or your diaphragm. Here again, we're gonna piss off some surgeon or doctor <laughs> somewhere, but I don't know if it'd be your lungs or your diaphragm, but something hurts. I mean, like you know, it is a muscle that you're using, but I don't. I wouldn't. I mean, you know, I don't really have any kind of exercises for it or anything. I've sat there and thought about like. Some band nerd somewhere would probably just like <laughs> just blow me out of the water from playing their little tuba, because uh, <laughs> you can feel a muscle in there hurting. So I mean, I I guess if you wanted to, you could just I don't know. You could. There's probably an exercise out there that would work for it. But we get. I mean, I get. It's fast enough and gets good enough penetration like it is. I don't think I really need to build that muscle up too much. We'll find out pretty quickly. If there's a YouTube video of you running from a hog, we'll know that you uh, you should have built up that diaphragm or whatever, whatever internally yeah. is hurting. Yeah. I mean, if a hog comes running at me, I'll just bite him to death. <laughs> 
if your previous nah. video didn't go viral, that will 100% go viral for all the wrong reasons. Right. No, I wouldn't do that, but uh, we actually, the hog I speared, we actually had a lighter version of the dart I'm using now, which, um, and once again, that goes right back into the old, I guess you'd say bow hunting science. The heavier your uh, arrow is, the better penetration you're going to get. So this was a lighter version of the dart, which, based, you know, in theory should get, the new one should get better penetration. And so it's like, it was about 12 inches long, and I took the hog that I speared, I took him and laid him on his side and shot him with that dart, and it went in 10 inches. I mean, you know, wow. give or take, I mean, about 10 inches. So that's why we made the new ones about 10 inches long, because I figured that's about how much penetration we'd get. And um, so, I mean, like I said, it gets, it actually does pretty good, which I mean, you know, if you would have told me before I ever did it that a you're just going to blow a dart and it get 10 inches of penetration on a hog, I would have been like, well, about like probably how whoever's listening to this is thinking like, <laughs> like, yeah, right. <laughs> they're still screaming. They're still screaming addle-addle right now. I don't I don't know if they've even right. got to this point. <laughs> right. They're still rewinding that, trying to wrap their head around it. <laughs> So have you have you gone after anything else with it with the blowgun? Um, well, there's really not a whole lot that's legal to kill with it. Really? I actually, yeah. I mean, the squirrels always eat the corn in the back of my truck. So I actually, um, you know, talked to a game warden, and it's not even legal to blowgun a squirrel. Really? The only reason the only reason a hog's legal is because non-native they're just an invasive yeah non-native animal so basically anything's legal for a hog except poison so my understanding is if you want to go out and climb a tree and drop a brick on a hog's head you can do that i think uh, i think i think what you need we need to do after after you get one with a blowgun i think tannerite tannerite has to be our next uh hog hog hunting adventure yeah, I mean that was pretty much made for me. <laughs> Tannerite was actually named after me. That's so. it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. They, they built <laughs> yeah. it for you, actually, specifically when you were born. Right. Rumor, rumor has it they said this kid's gonna blow some crap up. Let's make something <laughs> for him. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would definitely love to do that. And I tell you, the only reason I haven't is because like you just work so hard to get like hogs acting right and feeling comfortable eating your corn and it's like man i can go blow this whole group of hogs up <laughs> then i gotta find another one to act right so i can try to plug them <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's it's a pain man i mean like for me to, it's it's about an hour from where i live to anywhere that has hogs so oh wow like every day after work i'm driving an hour hunting either hunting for a couple hours or well not every day but just about every day after work i'm driving an hour and either putting cameras up and putting corn out or hunting and then driving an hour back home so that's you know i don't want to do that and then just go blow them up and not <laughs> not not go blow them up yet anyway <laughs> as soon as i blow on one i we might have to do that you let me know whenever that goes down that's a podcast yeah. right there right man i've seen it you can go on youtube and there's one they blow these dang hogs up man and like eight seconds later this one comes falling back down like no. I, dude i would have paid money to, if, to have seen a wide angle on that shot that thing had to have been 150 feet high in the air i mean like the explosion's <laughs> over the dust has settled and this hog comes falling out of the sky <laughs> Oh, that's I haven't seen that. I was actually kind of yeah, making man. that up off the top of my head, but it sounds like somebody's already beat me to it. No, they've done it. Yeah, I feel like the good thing about that would be just like you just carry some buns and some barbecue sauce with you, and you know you blow them up and you just go over there and cut you off a piece. You got a barbecue sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that is. 
Oh, that is the most. That's some Duck Dynasty stuff right there, dude. That's some. That's some Florida cracker crap. I tell you what you yeah. need to do. Here's what we do, Tanner. This is what we're gonna do. Once you get done oh, blow dart, what? Once you, <laughs> once you get done blow blow darting uh, hogs, we need to go down there and start blow darting some anacondas down in the Everglades. That's what so, we need to do. Dude, it is crazy that you just mentioned that because, you know this. This article has just been getting shared on Facebook about this python problem down there, and they're looking for somebody to come hunt them. And so I actually, like, it's just funny that you say that, because, like, three days ago, I actually called the number and talked to them, and then they give you an email, and I'm, like, emailing them trying to get in correspondence to figure out how to get a license to go hunt them jokers. Are you serious? <laughs> Dead serious. Dude. I, but you, it's just funny that you bring it up because that was like two or three days ago that I did that. <laughs> that is awesome. I saw where they, they the the one guy said you can come in there and shoot them with shotguns now, and yeah, I've had like a dozen people send me that and like please do a podcast afterwards. So right, which yeah, I don't think they're gonna let you shoot them with a blow gun, but um, really, you think I mean, they'd say was, please don't you know only use something else? Well, I don't know the. They seem like they're just pretty specific on uh. On a shotgun. Really? Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just seemed like they were pretty hung up on you. They wanted you to use a shotgun. Oh, wow. But um, did, I did blow gun a snake not too long ago. Though. Um, did, did you see that video? No, I hadn't seen that one. Okay, I'm sitting there. I'm tucked back into this river cane, sitting there waiting on a hog. Um, right along this creek bed, there's this little creek bed that goes through all this thick cane. And these hogs just filter up and down it. It's like... I mean, you know, it's like a perfect little funnel because if you're sitting on the edge of it and they come by, they're going to be within five yards. So I'm sitting there and I hear something. I look to my right and like maybe, I don't know, maybe five, six feet away is the biggest dang water moccasin I've ever seen in my life. So I just look at him for a minute. He looks at me. I'm like, what the heck am I going to do? Because, <laughs> you know, a water moccasin will get after you. I mean... They, they can be very territorial. So Oh, yeah. So the only thing I can think to do, I, I'm just thinking if I just jump up, I can be standing up and out of his striking range, which I wasn't quite in striking range anyway, I don't think, but I can, you know, be out of his, well, into my comfort zone. So I just grab my bow gun real slow. I jump up, and when I do that, he kind of spins around, and I just blow dart him right in the head. And take that sucker out. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to pull up your Facebook because I want to see. I'm sure you. It's posted. on. It's on. It's actually on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. I need to. I need to look at that. That's crazy. Not, I, haven't, I haven't decided if I'm gonna keep putting videos on Facebook or not. They're kind of headed toward a. I mean, like I'll post something, and it'll be like a video of me missing a hog, and they're like marking it as like offensive content. And wanting like wanting to show the thumbnail for it, like so really? that kind of makes me think, like, yeah, like if they get any worse, they're gonna just gonna ban all hunting videos. I mean, oh, somebody's you know gonna, somebody's like, gonna have they, to come up if, with an outdoor uh, video pro, like yeah. YouTube. Yeah, I mean, like if if uh, if a video of me missing a hog with a spear is offensive content to the point you have to like, you know how it, it like blocks out the thumbnail and it's like. Do you actually want to see this? Like, we're letting you know it's offensive. <laughs> I mean, like, if they're doing that, yeah, they're one step away from just banning all hunting videos. So, I've been putting everything on YouTube, and I don't know, I don't know if I'm gonna keep putting it on Facebook or not. But anyway, that video is only on YouTube. <laughs> oh, I see it now. God, that's a big old water moccasin too. He's, he's just dude, staring he's at biggest, you. He's the biggest one I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> he is just like staring you down too. Dude, yeah. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. And I mean, I'm not one. Me. Either. Like, if I'm walking through the woods and I see a copperhead. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm back in the woods. No houses nearby. No kids nearby. I'm just gonna let him go. Mm-hmm. But to be sitting there in a spot that I know I'm gonna come back and sit and have that big old water moccasin there, I had to take that joker out. No, I, I don't I, – look, I'm with you. I, I live by a code that when I'm in the outdoors, I should allow the outdoors to be what it is. But when it comes to a water moccasin, if I cannot easily get away from that joker, 
he 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 takes a dirt nap. I just I I yeah. had one follow me through the swamp and curl up at the bottom of my step my my the the tree where I was hunting, just just waiting for me down there. And I was like, from that point on, I was like, nope, that's just that's not happening. Right. I mean, I'm sitting here thinking I could have got away that time, but I might come back next time. And I'm like, the way I was sitting is like my blowgun rested on this fallen log. Like my feet kind of under it, and I'm tucked back in the cane. You know, I could come back tomorrow, stick my leg under that cane or that log, and yep. Jacker be sitting right there and bite me. So, nah. God, that's a big old moccasin too. Fat Joker. Dart to the noggin. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, here's what was crazy though. So, I shoot him, and at the time, which I don't really know why I took it off, but I had a um. Oh, I know why I took it off. I had a string tied to my blowgun darts, so I shoot him, reel that joker in, and, like, pull him down in the, the bank. Well, he goes to, like, strike at me. So that freaked me out. So even though I said I was going to mount him, I got I just freaked out, grabbed a stick, and started whacking him in the head with it. And, I mean, he was, like, like stone cold dead. Well, I took him off about 20 yards and, like, laid him on a little – a little mound of dirt i knew i could i'd be able to see in the dark and uh went back hog hunting and then i come back after dark and he's gone oh no and then uh like two or three days later my buddy's place i was hunting at um he actually ended up finding him like 30 yards away so i don't know if a hog like might have because i'd heard some hogs moving through there that i couldn't see i don't know if one of them might have got him and just drug him over there, and maybe I spooked him when I went to leave or something, or or either he just come out into life and crawled that far. Because, I mean, you know, they'll, they'll keep moving. But I bet you, when I laid I him bet there, you, he was I like you, stone cold dead. I bet you a so, falcon or a hawk or something saw him sitting on that dirt pile. Maybe. And just tried to tried to get him and couldn't tote him. Yep, because that's a big snake. I guarantee you that's what it is. I bet you – I bet you one of them those birds of prey came swooping down thinking they could find an easy meal and then messed up because they couldn't get it up off the ground. Yeah. I mean, and I like I said, full disclosure, I didn't really look that hard because I was thinking, if I find this joker, it's going to cost me $500. <laughs> <laughs> if I just if he just disappears, then I ain't got to get him mounted because, yeah. I mean, you know, I'd have to get that joker mounted. Yeah, that that was a mondo. That 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 thing was huge. So, um, yeah. So like, when uh, whenever Lane found him, I went back because I, I mean, I was going back to hog hunt anyway. But I had to know how bad, how big this joker was. So I uh, <laughs> took me a little stick and kind of like straightened him out because he was stinking pretty bad, and. Uh, <laughs> Got me a string, like ran it along him, and then measured it, and he actually ended up being fifty-two and three quarters inches. Oh my which, god! I mean, anybody that's not familiar with water moccasins, that's just a, a snake over a little four, you know, a little over four feet. Which, I mean, you know, for a rattlesnake or something, that's like small. But yeah. The moccasins don't usually get that long, but then he's he's like as big around as your freaking arm. Yeah. You know? Like. He's he's as big around to your forearm, the entire length of his body until he gets to like the tip. It's crazy. That's just I right. think it's huge, dude. Yeah. I mean it was it was pretty unnerving. Yeah, I imagine so. You you were only a couple inches or a couple feet away from that ending poorly. Well dude, we're gonna we have survived to... it. <laughs> or or he didn't. You say he survived it or you survived it? No, we did. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you said he survived it. I said, I don't think so. <laughs> no, no. He took a dirt nap. <laughs> We're going to have to have you come back on, dude, because while you, you chase hogs for fun and you have a good time doing it, you are, when we talked on the phone the other day, absolutely ate up, and you mentioned this on the podcast, with whitetail hunting. I mean, you, <laughs> if, from the sounds of it, unless somebody – these are your words. Unless somebody dies – I'm going to be in the outdoors. So come come the fall hunting deer. So I want to get you back on because you travel across several states and, and you touched on something that I think would be a great topic, and that is getting landowner permission. You talked about how many how much success you've had uh, getting landowner permission. You had some theories as to why people don't tend to get permission very often. 
And I think we need to, before the summer gets too further out, when people could still be knocking on doors in time for deer season, I think we need to get you back on to talk deer hunting and also landowner permission. What do you think about that? Yeah, man. Be more than happy to. I think it's. I think. I think that latter. It, that latter part part is the part that a lot of people have some misconceptions. And I think you just have to have, be a little bit bold in what you do. And I have something that works for me. We talked about this. You've got a, a method that works for you. And I think uh, between the, the the two methods together, uh, especially with the with the incredible success that you've had. I think uh, I think people. Well, I don't know that. about all that, but oh, come on now! I'm not talking about killing deer. I'm talking about getting permission. Just just that yeah. one. I mean, that's yeah. I can do that. Yeah, <laughs> you can kill some deer too. And 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 listen, I I, I let you, I let slide. I, I teased it a little bit. I wouldn't. I'm not going to talk about that video that uh, I brought up the other day on the phone. We're going to save that for the next. Oh, episode. you can. I don't care. But go ahead. <laughs> you don't get tired of people asking about that, dude. I, I it's funny to me. I mean, I just. <laughs> literally every day somebody has some reference to that really yeah i mean like i'll (laughs) i mean like i i would it would not surprise me if i got off the phone with you got on my facebook and on that picture of travis's hog from this morning somebody wrote is it a 140 (laughs) did you cry (laughs) like i mean literally like i'll I'll go, I don't know if I mentioned before, I own a painting business. So I'll go do quotes, and it's not that uncommon for me to go do a quote for somebody, and they'll be like, ain't you that boy that cried and <laughs> shot that deer and cried? I'm like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> Which, I mean, you know, anything like that, I feel like kind of works to your favor as far as, like, getting painting jobs and stuff. And just kind of separates you from the next guy, but... <laughs> Wow, you know, like yeah, that's for sure. Definitely, I've seen you part. before. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> not that that would necessarily like, not that it would necessarily like qualify you as a better choice for a painting company, but just you know, kind of feeling like they got a little <laughs> bit of a familiarity with you. You you ought to brand that into there. Be like like Pope and Young Painting Company or something like that. Like you guaranteed to cry when you get your trophy trophy paint job. There you go. <laughs> you yeah, don't we'll sound keep, thrilled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you're on to something. We're going to have to keep kind of tossing it around. Brainstorming. And kinda, you know, right. I mean, kind of, you know, really get the, really get it narrowed down to what we want. But, yeah, I mean, something like that. <laughs> well, before I come up with any other terrible ideas, I want you to give everybody an opportunity. Where can they find you uh, for social media videos? But also, what do you have coming down the pipe that they should be excited for? Okay, so um, my YouTube is Tanner Edenfield Bowhunting. Facebook is Tanner Edenfield Bowhunting Videos, which I know sounds lame and all, but I couldn't really, you know, I didn't want to be something, something outdoors or anything like that. Cause, <laughs> yeah, you know, chasing tails outdoors would just be, that'd suck. Go ahead. Yeah, man, just so cliche. But <laughs> anyway, so, <laughs> and then my my Instagram is Cephas, like, like Hank Williams Jr., but a bow. So it's like B-O-W. Oh, okay, clever. <laughs> yeah, a little, clever. little play on words there. But um, so <laughs> I've actually got, well, of course, the video from this morning, Travis's hog. And then I've got um, actually the footage from 14 deer that's about to come out. Um, the majority of it will be on my social media. And then um, the rest of it will come out on through deer and deer hunting on Destination Whitetail. And that is... It's on the Pursuit channel. I know Saturday night, like probably like 8.30 or something like that. And then, you know, they show reruns throughout the week. So that'll start mid-August. And then actually like next Friday, I'm going to start releasing my the videos that will come out on social media. Right on, dude. And and that you're going to drop one a week for the next like nine months, right? Uh, Yeah, about the next three months. <laughs> um, and hopefully – like, I mean, like, really, hopefully, we'll have us some uh, footage of a hog dying by a blood gun dart, like, soon. <laughs> like, real soon. And and, and not long <laughs> after that, shotgun anaconda hunting. And then the week after that, it's going to well, be fly fishing for red breasts <laughs> on the Satilla River. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, the jury's still out on if I can get the anaconda permit. or Well, actually, python permit. But now, the fly fishing, yeah, we got to make that happen. Yeah. Because... Uh, 
you know, like we talked about before the show, I I mean, I do suck at freshwater fishing. Well, saltwater fishing too, but I love fly fish. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, listen, uh, as long as you aren't, you know, you got to be secure with who you are as a fly fisherman because my my fly fishing skills are just such next level. I tend to leave people slack jawed when they get done seeing my 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 yeah my uh, cast. It's uh, something to behold, I'm told. Yeah, I mean, it's something to behold because, you know, people are looking at you like, look out! <laughs> it, well, and like, I behold, keep tell- <laughs> he better take your head off! <laughs> I keep telling people they're not cracking it like a whip like they're supposed to. You Like, to get that distance, yeah, you got to make it really snap behind you. you. Crack it like a whip, call the fish to the top of the water. <laughs> that's oh, that's Fly Fishing 101 right there, guys. <laughs> That's, we're gonna yeah oh god that's hysterical we're gonna have to run with that series <laughs> do it. all right Bubba. i'm gonna wrap this up hang up hang in there with me for one second i'm gonna close this out guys i hope you enjoyed this it's a little different it's the summertime it's the dead of summer it's it, it kind of feels like deer season's just close enough but it's in reality it's still several months away but it'll get here quickly so we're gonna start f- phasing into some some more hunting content we've done a lot of fishing here lately we're going to start phasing that hunting content back in as this summer starts to wind down and and this is a teaser for that we've got a series coming that uh i think everybody's going to enjoy but i'm not going to talk about it past that because y'all know me i'll run my trap and i'll and i'll end up giving away what that series is going to be but if you enjoyed this episode hit the subscribe button leave us a rating review and please do me a favor tell at least one person this week about the podcast and introduce them to the chasing tales outdoor podcast until next time i'm walt y'all be good and get outside On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! Oh! Look at that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.